What's going on? We got a Friday edition of Tour Talk. Today, we're talking with Annie Doobie. She just ran the Las Vegas Sprint and Super. She ran both and finished third place in both of them, but she was winning both of them at a certain time of the race. So we go through all the race uh, and some of the different things that popped up during it. We talk about the course itself, how to run through sand, the new Olympus, which is like sort of new. It's newish. Um, and like some of the problems with it, like how to kind of tackle that thing. And also some different spear strategies. As you'll hear, the spear was uh, the particular obstacle that held Annie from that top spot. So spoiler alert, that's what happened. But we do talk about her process of learning how to throw the spear and just like gaining confidence through that and some different techniques and tactics. Uh, so pretty cool. Listen, I think it was a great conversation. So here we go. Annie Doobie. All right. Annie Doobie's here. Annie, what's going on? Ah, not too much. Just enjoying a relaxing week, sort of off, you know, finished racing and kind of getting over a little bit of an injury in my uh, calf. So taking it easy this week, kind of just recouping and letting it chill out. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to talk a little bit about that. But so you just raced Las Vegas. We're about a week week removed from the Vegas race. But then you also had a little cool adventure after. What did you do right, right after there? Um, yeah, I went to Red Rocks. It was my first time. Um, I actually had plans on going, like, I think it was after Tahoe last year, um, driving back, but got derailed. Um, and so, yeah, it was my first time going. It's awesome. Um, I'm a climber, so it's kind of like heaven there. There's just like tons of mostly, um, what we call in climbing like trad routes where you place your own gear. Um, But there's some, like a lot of up and coming sport crags too, where like the routes are already set. So super fun, great weather. Um, Yeah. Overall good time. (laughs) Is that just, is like, there's a ton of climbing, like anywhere you go, it's like kind of the, like a place where I'm, I'm not familiar at all. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I would say it's, it's like, pretty world-class climbing I'd say and not that I do any like big wall like you know 20 pitch climbs or anything but um I know that they do have a lot of that kind of stuff there as well um so maybe one day maybe one day (laughs) um but cool so let's get into the race a little bit you had you raced twice and yeah we talked a little bit about kind of the process going into it I want to talk about the actual race on both ends itself because things were looking really really good both days and it still ended up fairly well right ended up there on the podium both days but there could have been a little bit of a better result um so we're going to talk about that a little bit so when you're going into the race you had a bit of a misstep or mishap or something we were just talking before we started recording as like you kind of hurt your calf somehow and we're not really sure why yeah. Right. Um, so when we came in, it wasn't, we weren't even sure. Like we were like going back and forth. It's like, it's like, you're, you're like, well, I'm going to go and we'll, we'll, we'll make a game time decision when it's time. Like, All right. That sounds as good as any plan. So, you, so what was the process through that? Like, how did you work, work yourself into a decision to race or to not race? Um, yeah, like you said, it was, Literally, like, Thursday night, I still didn't know if I was going to race. Um, I had a hotel booked that night in Vegas that was non-refundable. So I was like, uh, 
like worst comes to worst, I just go like hang out, maybe do some climbing if my leg feels okay. Um, but yeah, I really like wasn't sure how it was going to go. And even like Saturday morning warming up, like it didn't feel great. And I knew like I did like a few pickups like while warming up and it, it seemed to irritate it a lot. So I really was not confident. Like I remember telling some of the girls, like there's a chance I just bail in the first half mile, but like, I'm at least I'm here at this point. Like I drove seven hours to get there. So hmm. felt like it was worth at least trying it. Um, and Saturday, um, I would say like the first, like third of the race was a little bit rough because it, it was mostly like sand, soft sand running. And um, it's a lot of just like, you know, stability in your ankles and like lower extremities. So that didn't feel great, <laughs> to be honest, but I kind of just powered through like hoping that at some point, like I would know if I needed to drop, like, like I, my body would tell me and it, it was, it was like, borderline like I knew it was it didn't feel great but like I could still run at a decent pace so just kept pushing through and um and eventually it actually felt pretty good like later in the race um it was it was more like hard packed dirt and grass and stuff so it it really felt okay and then even like at the at the very end coming into the finish we had these like very steep but short um like a, a steep down then back up and then down again and back up mm -hmm. and um that like didn't feel great but I was like a quarter mile from the finish at that point so I just pushed through and um the leg at the end of the race just was like totally aggravated and I was kind of like hobbling around I went to the med tent and they were like oh no what happened like did you fall whatever. And I was like, no, 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 this happened like a week ago, but <laughs> I was totally like bloody, like my knees oh, um, oh. and stuff. So they were like assuming something like catastrophic had happened to me. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And that's, you're right. Like, it's funny how when these type of injuries happen, you kind of know what is going to be there's like a, a certain pain where you know it's where it's like not okay and then there's other pain where it's like i can i can handle this but i'm just not sure what's going to happen maybe down the road i'm not sure what the repercussions are going to be um and you seem to be more like the latter it's like well this seems fine i could still run so let's just and it, and it was getting progressively better each day and like it wasn't like you weren't doing anything leading up you're going much lighter but you're still like doing a little bit right and it was still kind of getting better yeah um yeah with the calf strings it's kind of like I've had them before I got one actually after a big bear last year um I had like massive cramping at the end of the race and it it just kind of like lingered for days um and there's really nothing mm -hmm. you can do about it other than just like let it chill out and re relax and like kind of just like self-massage it um but it just takes time to let it heal and calm down. And I knew I like was 99% sure that that's what it was. I just like overdid it one day and like didn't have enough time to just let it relax. So I was just hoping that like this race wasn't going to be that like straw that, you know, like 
pushed it over the edge, but I was pretty confident that I, I would know if I, if I pushed it too far. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounded like you were, you were conscious of it and you're able to kind of like sort of manage it in terms of like the effort you put in. But let's talk about it. So when, when the race kind of started and you mentioned the terrain, which I kind of want to talk about some, but when, when the race started and I kind of have the map here as well. So when the race started out, what was that like? Cause we, when we talked about it and we were going over like the map review, we felt like it was going to be fast, right? It didn't seem like there was a ton in the way in the start. Um, you know, some overwall, six foot walls, regular stuff, that water crossing, which seems to look like a little bit slow, but what was the start like? Um, the start was fast. It was like, I mean, the first two miles at least of the race was completely flat. Um, like the only thing that was slowing us down was the sand. And like, it was a little bit like weaving in and out of some brush and stuff, but, and then in the water too. But like, overall, I would say this is, I think probably the fastest race I've ever done. Like it was Hmm. the guys finished and for the super in like, I don't know, under 50 minutes, I think it was like insanely fast. And then the the sprint was like, I think VJ finished in like, like 20 minutes. It was like insanely crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was definitely, you were under an hour, right? Your total time. Yeah, I don't I wanna say it was like fifty six minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was pretty fast. I mean like the <clears throat> the first mile I don't even know if there was an obstacle. Maybe just like over walls. Yeah, it was um, supposed to be over walls and uh six foot wall is what it said according to the map. Yeah, so we were going out like I wanna say like six minute pace. Um, and then like maybe slow down a little bit in the, in the deeper sand, but not much. Um, and then we really didn't start to hit obstacles until like two and a half miles in. So it was, it, it was a fast start for sure. And how did you, what was your, uh, strategy at that point? When we talked about it, I think it was kind of like, ah, it's going to be fast. going to kind of let people go and see how I feel. Where were you in the pack? Yeah. Um, I kind of just took it out at the pace I felt good with. Like, I, I kind of wanted to be the one to set the pace because, um, I don't know, I just I feel more comfortable when it's like, I feel like people settle in when like there's like someone setting the pace. So, and I actually like feel pretty good about sand running. Like aside from having this calf thing going on, like I, uh, through the fall was training a lot on the beach because, um, pavement was hurting my hip injury. So like I would go out and run on the beach like every day. Um, and so I got really used to it, like all the little maneuvering. And so I kind of pushed through that pretty well and, felt good about just setting my own pace and like settling in um and letting you know people follow me so yeah oh so you you had the lead from the start i thought you you moved your way up oh nice so you took it right out okay cool um and you felt like and it felt okay like it just is this is the pace i can run the sand's not a problem 
I'm going to, and was it a matter of, the, did you make the decision like I want to be in a lead or did it just happen to, to be that way? Um, I guess it just happened to be that way. Like, um, I'd say I kind of liked being in the lead just cause then like I controlled the pace, but like if someone wanted to make a move, like they could have, um, mm. like I wasn't preventing that from happening. I think, I would say probably like by the two mile mark, I kind of had enough of a gap where someone would like, I would have had to like trip up or slow down significantly for someone to like take a big move there. But um, the first mile or so I was just, I had just like a little bit of a gap on everyone. And they just held your pace and it, it, it gradually increased without necessarily like a decisive move or anything that was really happening. It's just like you set into what was comfortable and like it just kind of extended. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. That's ideal. Um, Cause it was a good, it was a good field. It wasn't like nobody was at this race. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I, Cause I saw some, uh, some people were posting like who was coming. And so I think someone put up a bunch of names. You may have actually reposted it. And it was like 10 names strong of like really good competitors. I was like, Oh wow, this is actually going to be like a pretty strong race. Um, so being able just to be in control and not really pushing outside of where you were comfortable and still kind of pulling out of a lead was really cool sign. And then you kind of got into some of the obstacles, right? Like it was rope climb then and just some Atlas carry and and plate drag. Was there, you just kind of maintained through all that? Yeah. um, I would say there were like a few obstacles that maybe I was a little bit slower on than like some of the other girls. So I could see like on a few of them, where like I'd be on the obstacle and someone behind either like Ashley or Lacey. Um, I think that they switched like switched places a few times in the race, but they would like come up as I was, you know, coming off the rope. Um, and then I'd, I'd be like, okay, let me pick it up on the, on the next little spout of running between that and Atlas carry, for example, just cause I felt like I was a little, a few seconds slower on obstacles than some of the other people, but um, hmm. overall, like, yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty consistent for most of the race. Rope climb was good. Rope climb was the one that was scary in Jacksonville, but I was like the, at the very end of the race, right? Like, yeah, for some reason, it's like that one to me and her coys. Like, I don't know, maybe my just my like rope grip isn't as strong right now like vertical like, grip yeah maybe uh, it, those two just felt a little bit more taxing than normal and i i, I heard other people say that her coist felt hard so maybe they maybe the weights were more i'm not really sure but yeah it's yeah, interesting because your a lot of your strength does come from your climbing experience right and there's not necessarily that vertical grip is not always required if ever um but you would think that your like finger strength to be able to carry you through that but i guess maybe it is something to kind of address maybe a little bit here or there um yeah just to be if nothing else just to feel comfortable and confident with um but so when you came through that i mean z wall no problem was that I mean, it was dry out there, right? So it was Z-Wall. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> the only obstacle that I really struggled on was Olympus. Like, I almost oh. actually got Olympus. <laughs> you, you, you really? Yeah, it took me forever. Like, 
I just felt super awkward. My knees, like I, I just, I regretted instantly, like put, putting my knees into it because halfway through, because the um, obstacle was dry and, and I chose mm-hmm. a lane that I knew was in the sun, just like in case, cause we did, we had gone through the water by that point, but mm-hmm. um that black top like in the sun just like felt like the worst rope burn like I I don't know just like a horrible feeling to be like dragging your skin across that like plastic black top um and I just like my my grip also just felt like I just I don't know I felt really rusty on it like I should have used the chains um I kept like matching on on the hold holes and Yeah, I was like, because they changed the way the holes are, and I I don't think I realized that. And so, like, the bottom holes are way lower now. So if you match on them, you're almost like, like hanging on for dear life, like this. And it's like, it doesn't feel good. (laughs) It doesn't feel good. That, and that was, I mean, when we were talking about the the race before, because you hit, what do you get? You do. Bender or something. Oh, Olympus is before that, that obstacle gauntlet kind of thing. So that was almost like the first like hard obstacle, huh? Yeah. 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 Well, so yeah. So like there is a couple different things from what I've found with that is like when it's dry, there is a way, a diff, uh, like if it's dry, you could probably get your feet up there by with using the chains. But like, even if it's dry, like it's since it's so like the vertical pitch is much more intense now. I feel like it'd be hard to get your feet on it and use the holes or the holds. But do you have, if you were to get your feet on it, do you think you had to use the chains? I think so. I think if, if you were like smaller, you could probably get away with just using the holes. Um, but I think that I'd be like really far back with my feet on it. So I'd need like, yeah, yeah really I'd, reaching forward. Yeah. I'd need the chains. It's either that or like, um, or just kind of dangle with like your quads like pushed into it and like re- relying more on your like shoulders just to like get you through. I think those are the best methods than like the knee thing. Never again. Uh, it's not horrible. <laughs> that was, I made that mistake one time. It was like a, a dry, warm day on the East Coast somehow. And like I, I was at a point of the race where I was like, I'm not failing this and i put my knees up against yeah. it and i was like i don't care and yeah i was ruined for like 10 days <laughs> it was like i couldn't wear shorts people were like dude what happened it's like, so bad. yeah <laughs> it, it, like it really hurt too there's probably scars there like, like both sides um so what do you think and that's i like because the idea with the holes right like going holes they're close enough so that you can kind of cross your body right and they can yeah. kind of gain some momentum so when you match it does kind of put you in a, in a less than advantageous position since you said it's so low um why didn't you try to cross i did cross um but like i think it was crossing like i had no problem crossing when like the next hole was higher but like when you're on the higher one and the next one is lower that's underneath it it doesn't really work as well so i was kind of switching off between doing that and then just grabbing the climbing hold that would that was like next to it like i didn't really have a solid strategy on that that's when olympus gets 
gets risky when you go in and then you're just grabbing whatever's close. It's like almost kind of like panic just so you don't fall down. And like, maybe it's maybe when you're on your knees like that, it, because to to really cross, you kind of need to step out almost before you move with your arm, just to kind of put your hips in the position. So you're not completely uh, relying on all your body weight on like that shoulder that's crossed through. So maybe if you're on your knees, like you can't make, you can't, extend the hip far enough to put you in that position this new one's hard (laughs) what do you what do you what do you think you would have done um i think the next one i'm just gonna like well i guess one of two things if it's dry i'm probably just gonna go for my feet and use the chains um i didn't see her do it but ashley was telling me that she went through it like that and got through not no problem. Um, and, and I had the balls on the end, right? Yeah. The chains are longer, first of all, and they have those balls on the end. So it's like, I don't know why I didn't do that. Like, I think you could even just use those, like grab one match, grab the next yeah. one. You have, you have to match. So that's like when the old way, when everyone started to use it, and figure out that the holes were the best way where you, you could get your feet on it, use the holes and match and you could fly through it. So yeah. or not match, you could cross over and you could fly through it. So matching on the chains and the chains didn't have the balls in the end of it then. And that was a little bit riskier, but chains, if yeah. yeah. And it was slower because you did have to match. And, and like when it was for the time, like when you had really crunched on time, it could make a difference, but it's different now. So yeah, like if it's dry, if you can get your feet up there, it seems like it might be the best bet. Yeah, and then if it's muddy and slick, I think just I don't know. I I would say just probably do what I did, but um, more just like put your whole body onto the obstacle instead of like like getting your knees like I did. Um, I would say Employee, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think I'm strong enough to do it that way. I just didn't feel like like I didn't think I needed to when it was dry. So, um, yeah, and when it's wet, it's not going to be as brutal on your knees if you need to go knees. Then just because you will be sliding a little bit more. Yeah, um, in in Tahoe, I used my knees, and I don't really remember it being like difficult. Um, I was also wearing pants, which like probably made a difference too but olympus is why i have i i would wear pants i got capris for a little bit man pre's just yeah. for literally that I, reason like i was like i need to get some knee pads like what, yeah. this is not worth it to like destroy your knees in one race there were some athletes that had those like rebands yeah like, i was like why does that exist here in ocr that, has, that makes no sense but to get through Olympus, it could it could it could be helpful. I mean, in these like desert races where also barbed wire was horrible. Like it didn't looking as like a spectator, I don't think you'd realize because it looks like it, it was on the BMX part. Um, mm-hmm. so it almost looks like it, it'd be soft like sand, but it it was it just tore you apart. Like I was doing everything I possibly could to not touch my knees to the rocks like I was just like bear crawling and like I kept snagging my back but I was like I'd rather it tear up my back than <laughs> in those moments you're like if that's fine yeah I'll, I'll, I'll live with this yeah. <laughs> um 
Yeah, so the Olympus thing, it's something to to consider. It's just like like knowing what it's going to be like because and that's the thing like if you think it's going to be if you try to go feet in chains and your feet slip you probably won't be able to hold on you'll probably be on the ground right yeah like, do you think you could pull yourself in and like pull your knees up to recover on that or, like pull your knees to your chest if your feet slip or do you think it'll just slip right to the ground since the chains are longer now you said too i think so they looked longer to me um yeah, I don't know. Like, I wish there, I mean, maybe there's a way I can, like, get on and practice in, like, a, on one of the wet courses, but, like, not, it'd be hard to say. I'm not sure. It's almost like you're going to have to know what you're going to need to do based on the conditions yeah. before it happens. Like, yeah, because yeah. if you get up, to, and maybe there is a way to kind of go knees or, or, or how you're saying, like, what do you want to call it? Body against, like, thighs against it. Yeah. And then be able to have a plan to do like the holds, the holes, the holds and the holes as, as opposed to just going holes, if that's going to be a problem now. Mm-hmm. They made it harder. I wonder if they meant to make it harder or if they just like, like it just came, it just showed up this, they like made an order I think and then it, it showed so up good. like this. I think they just did that as a way to like preserve the obstacle longer. Like yeah. It was like a cheaper um, solution and it just, in turn, made it a lot harder. Great. There's no way they planned on it being harder. <laughs> it just happened to be harder. Um, but you came out of that still in first, right? And yeah. pipe layer blasted through pipe layer, um, and then and then it kind of got to that spot where it's like uh, where it was like every was it about 400 meters? You, would you say between the obstacles where it was twister, um, stairway to spar to the box beater? Was there time? <laughs> There was there, there was some space to run. Yeah, yeah. There was very few sections of the course where it was like back to back obstacles. Um, but yeah, they like as the race went on, like the obstacles got closer. I would say so. Yeah, coming off um, Twister, which was more like in the back half of the course, um, it was just like this flat. Kind of like this weird section of the race where it was super flat um, and grassy, but like it was that hard like earth where like there's a bunch of like, ankle biters I call them, like where it's just like tore up um, and like little holes that you can like catch on. And there was mm-hmm. actually like, a part in that section where I was so focused on looking at the ground that I like totally like missed a little turn and the course this is what like the bad part about leading is because I ended up right. like off course and the gators right next to me. I'm like, wait, am I going the right way? <laughs> like, <laughs> where, where's the tape? Like so I just like had to revert. Um, but I was just like following like a, like a spur trail. Essentially. Huh. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. The terrain. Um, yeah, do you like the terrain? Like, and you mentioned the sand stuff and like, would you say you were just comfortable on the sand because you had the background and running with the sand? Like, how would you prepare for something like that? Yeah, I would say since moving out to California, like I've probably just gotten a lot more experience with like a lot of the trails that I run on like from my house are horse trails. Um, 
uh, and they're, they just tend to be like kind of softer, same, like they're actually really nice to run on because it's like low impact, but it's that like softer dirt and sand. Um, and it, it kind of just like makes, forces you to like just stabilize more and like maybe shorten your stride a little bit, but um, I kind of like it. <laughs> Because it slows other people down, but I don't seem to get tripped up too much. So say like if the the world championship race was at Las Vegas or, you know, it's Abu Dhabi, right? So it's supposed to be a sand race. Would you put, would you prepare for that on the beach? Would you just spend time doing like slow miles on the beach or how would you, how would you think that would be like a way to prepare for? I'd want to know more about the course. Like I remember hearing someone say like in an interview that the it actually wouldn't the Abu Dhabi course wouldn't be like super sandy um Hmm. if I knew that there were gonna be like like dunes we were running up a hundred percent I would spend like I remember in high school in the summers we used to go up to like northern Michigan to run um the dunes like during cross-country camp and like that is no joke like dune Hmm. running is probably the hardest kind of running I've ever done and like so physically taxing. Um, and like, I don't know of any way to prepare for that other than just doing it. Um, I have to be around it. So, but luckily like I live in a place where I can train for that pretty easily. There's a massive sand dune, just like a mile up the road from where I live. Um, that you can just run up and down. So, do people do it? Are people out there running up it? <laughs> Yeah, they closed it for COVID. Um, so I actually don't know if it's reopened yet, but I'm sure it will be if it's not. So Yeah, it's California just closing the outdoors. It's shut down yeah. everything. Yeah. It's like we're all everything's closed. Um so when you're in the lead then going through these obstacles and like you're really strong on obstacles, right? And like you it doesn't there doesn't seem to be, you know, outside of Olympus that we talked about, you're you, you can either maintain or gain ground on obstacles would you say um so when you're in the lead like that does that change the way you're going through them are you more cautious or you kind of do you play the same type of strategy or are you going faster like how did that how does that work um i would say i'm fast at some obstacles like i'm I'm really good at like hanging obstacles, um, like rigs and monkey bars. I usually like if a race comes down to monkey bars, like I'm not letting someone like beat me <laughs> like that. I've I've actually passed people like in in um, like the final gauntlet because they'll put like a rig or a monkey bars like right before the finish. Um, but then like certain obstacles, I think. I'm not as fast on, like, I'd say, like, Hercoist, some of the more, like, strength-intensive ones. Um, I, I mean, tire flip, like, I feel like I, all the women are pretty fast at that, so I wouldn't Yeah. That, but, like, maybe even, like, the Atlas carry, like, I can lose, like, a second or two on that. Um, but But then I make up for it in other ways. So like you're just confident going through the hanging ones, like where it was um, Twister and um, Box Beater. You're like, 
I'm just yeah. going to get through these the way that I can. And even you going at a moderate pace is probably going to help either extend the lead or completely maintain it. Yeah. Um, so there, there really isn't a change like based on your position on how you're going to go through them. I don't think so. No. Um, and the carry, I mean, you're still you, like, it looked again from Strava that it was one of the fastest carries of the day. Um, I think maybe yeah. it was one person, I think one person, at least on Strava had a faster segment than you, but it wasn't someone who was in like the, the very top. I don't, I don't, I can't remember. Um, it was like, I felt really slow going through it. Cause it was, that might've been like the sandiest part of the whole course. Like it was when you're carrying the bucket and you're like also trying to figure out your footing, like in this mm. like deep sand, it was, um, it wasn't flat, but it also wasn't like a massive hill, but you went down, um, and then like did a loop and came back up the hill. Mm. So I really wanted to like open up going down the hill, but I was also like afraid of falling or dropping the bucket. Cause if you just like land wrong and like lose your balance, you could just like drop it. So I was kind of cautious on it. Um, and then just on the up was trying to push, um, as hard as I could, but as soon as you drop the bucket, you, you have that massive descent. Um, so I knew just like getting through that and then like attacking those Hills, I'd probably make up some ground. So yeah, I was a little bit cautious on it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing everybody was in the same boat. Like, I don't yeah. think there was a, that must not have been a place where you could really move. And yeah. We thought that might be like the way it looked on the map. It looked like it was gonna be like a really sharp up and down, but it was more gradual. That was, it was the, the steep down after the bucket. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, Cause I was, looking, I was like, this might be that, that Hill. Okay. So it was like right after, um, entire flip. No problem. He said bar crawl, annoying the dry slip wall, then the spear throw. So we're at the spear. How did it go? So yeah, Saturday, uh, first, like I have a lot of regrets about like, my entire approach that day first, like I had picked out a spear, um, that like, like I obviously hadn't had any practice with it. I just right before the race looked through and was like, okay, this one looks straight and I don't know, whatever. So I had one picked out and I start pulling the rope in and for some reason, I don't know what it was, but for some reason, I just had a bad feeling. And I last minute changed to the one um, to the right of it. And after you were already pulling it in. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what it was. Like, I think maybe it just psyched me out that I like, clearly someone had missed that spear. And like, it was, I don't know. It, there was just something about it. Um, I do that. I, if I roll up, I, I will pick one that has one stuck into it because yeah. I'm like, well, this one, it's possible to hit this one. Someone had done it. So I'll take this one too. doesn't mean I'm anything, like, <laughs> but yeah, I'll also say like, so that morning when I went over to spear throw, like every single foam was like probably the most like chewed up I've ever seen them. Um, I was like, and it freaked me out. Cause I was like, Oh man, like these look like, so old and like I I don't know it just seemed like you could never get like a spear to stick in this like cheese hole foam but mm. um 
So I think I was just like, I didn't feel confident about it whatsoever. And then, yeah, so last minute I switched to the one next to me um, and just, I think it just threw me off. Like I just lost focus and like lost confidence. And then I stepped on the freaking rope. (laughs) So what happened was like, I pulled it in. I always make sure to like put the rope over the fence. Um, And then I guess what happened was like, I as I took the step forward um with my left foot I was like a little bit under the fence uh, mm-hmm. and then like just snagged a little bit of the rope so yeah yeah I've I mean I've done that too I've done yeah. that exact same thing and it's like it's going perfect then it just like catches yeah and like, oh <laughs> no and like when I did it the one time I was like wait I should probably get to do this again though because like that I would have hit that. <laughs> but, um, drops. I like, I was just in shock. I was like, oh my God, what does happen? Like, and you said it looked good though, right? The first day my throw actually, I think, looked, it was dead on. It was going in. Yeah. And two, I mean, pulling the rope in and then switching, like, there was definitely something happening where in your confidence where you're like, like trying to mitigate whatever uh, like uncertainty you felt about throwing it. So that's why I switched it. But at the same time, it was right at the finish line. Right. It was like the whole race was this. Yeah. Um, And I like, like after barbed wire, I kept looking back just to see like, okay, how much time do I have? Like, like I don't want to miss the spear. Cause like, I'm not the fastest at burpees and like even if I have like a minute and a half lead like that's like really pushing it um get burpees done so I look back I don't see anyone um like at least from like the second descent through like through um slip ball like I didn't see anyone Ashley must have been like I must have just not have seen her but she must have been like starting or finishing barbed wire at that point but I couldn't see her so I was like oh I have a lot of time like let me just like get this right like not yeah. make a mistake and then, and then it just backfired <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it's all you should have just been like all right, I'm just gonna get it and throw it yeah. not think about it at all um yes. but they did they showed that on the in on the Instagram um story they're like here comes Annie. She's coming up to the rope and like, then they're like, and, and second place is over here. And they showed, they panned out to the, to the rest of the course. And there was nobody. They're like, no, yeah. I was like, no, second place is not there. No one's there. Um, but yeah, but still like you need, even if like a minute 30 is like pumping out burpees and you just can't count on that. Right. Like even if like the fastest person at burpees is probably going to get caught no matter what, like from missing yeah. the spear. Um, so, and then we won't need to touch too much on the sprint. Cause I think the sprint was almost the same, it, yeah. <laughs> same story. <laughs> um, so with the spear, like we started to like spear has been definitely a focus on, on like these first couple of races, right? Because, um, and you know, if you hit it this weekend, you get two first place and like $800 more, which would be pretty sweet. Like that's the one thing it's like, Oh my God, it just cost money. And same at, at Jacksonville, right? Like 
yeah. potentially that's third place at Jacksonville with that. So it's like, okay, the spear needs to be a, like, just need to figure it out. And even if you're really good at the spear, there's going to be days where you miss, but there's definitely a confidence level uh, that does help with the spear. So where are you feel? How are you feeling? Like, where's your head at? Um, I don't know. So I'm like, I'm kind of at a, like a point where I have to just decide what I want to do moving forward. Like, do I want to just like wipe the slate and like start over with like a totally new approach? Um, or do I want to just like focus on like what I've, I, f- I feel like since the beginning of the year where like you started coaching me on like form and stuff, with the spear throw like I've made a lot of improvements I just kind of got a little unlucky um and like the confidence aspect is like just getting to my head I think but I feel like I'm generally like improving significantly with it so I have to decide like do I want to just keep working on that and like fine-tuning or do I want to just like say okay this approach isn't working and like start fresh and i'm not totally sure what i want to do right and and so the way that the mechanics were and and the way that they are are now like the way that i like to think of that is like the release point of like a football and that's how we talked about it right like like releasing it your thumb ends up down your palm ends up like facing away from your body because if you throw a tip if you throw it like a baseball or something that's when the like you come across your body, the, sp- the head of the spear is going to dive toward the like the opposite side of your body away from the spear and you miss on the opposite side. So like, and then there's the, the jab, like a javelin technique that you were practicing as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't really practice it, but. Oh, like, but like what other people kind of do. It's, yeah. It's been like recommended to me that I like maybe consider that as an approach. And what does that kind of look like? I know there are like that you said, Ashley does that. I said, VJ does that as well, but what is it? Yeah. So it's like you're standing um, sideways, like in relation to the target and your rear arm, like the arm that you're holding the spear in is completely extended. Like your elbow is straight instead of the way I currently throw it is a similar stance, but like my elbow is bent um and then the release is like it's more of a baseball throw than a football throw I would say like it's like it almost looks like you're chucking it instead of like yeah I'm bad at explaining it but like no it makes sense because when you do the javelin like there's a couple ways to grip it. And a lot of times like it's either held across like the way we kind of hold our spear. There's another grip called the finish grip where you kind of hold it in between your ring finger and your um, middle finger. And like, there's not necessarily a follow through, but it's almost like it just kind of like releases from your hand. So it's not like a follow through at all. Like with the football or baseball, like you kind of snap and follow through one direction or the other on a javelin, you kind of like hoist it almost. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like, so it's like you don't, you, you, your palm ends up open as you're releasing it. And it almost to me, like, not that I know anything about javelin or like even, like, I'm not really like a sport, like a ball sport person by any means, but like, it looks to me like throwing a dart almost. Like, when you see, like, people throw it the javelin way, like, it goes dead on like instead of having like this arc which i always try to get in my 
throw. Um, theirs just goes like dead on, um, like and fast. So it's, 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 it's interesting, right? And like the, when doing something like the spear, I think of it kind of like shooting a foul shot when you're, and when you're taught to shoot a foul shot, you want to reduce the amount of motion. So the re- repeatability is easy and it's like high. And that's like, so with the, the way that you've been practicing, we we're talking about it, there's a little bit of, of change of direction, like moving backwards and forwards at the same time. And the release point is going to be a little bit different each time. So yeah. it's going to take repetition over and over to like really nail it. So it makes sense to me to do go like into a javelin form where it's like your arms already extended. So you don't have to bring it back. So it's just, and if you're already sitting sideways, now they do kind of take like a shuttle step forward, right? They yeah. kind of like, yeah. and like that shuttle step forward. And then it's just like a, like, I, I get, I can see how it works. Like, and to me, I, like, I think football over javelin with two different sports because football is about throwing with accuracy and javelin's about throwing with power. Mm-hmm. So that's why to me, I'm like, well, if you can really dial in the football throw, like it should be better, but yeah, but it's not to me feels like very natural. Like it makes sense to me, like doing it in the motion, especially now. Like, I don't know. It's tough to practice this at home. Like when you like the spear I had been practicing with probably weighs like half of what like the spear weighs with the um, race. Um, so it's like, mm. it feels really different. But when you have that heavy spear in your hand, um, like you need a lot more power to get it like to go in the direction you want it to. So for me, like the football approach makes a lot more sense because I'm having like my arm extended overhead Mm. and like following it. It just seems to be a lot more accurate than like this javelin approach. Not that I've really practiced it, but like it almost seems like like you don't even know where it's going to go because it's like it's not really in your line of vision. Um, I don't know. It just feels awkward to me, but people yeah. seem to have success with it. So. Yeah. Cause when you throw a javelin, it's about like creating momentum and then stopping really hard and then like having it literally just protrude from you it really is not a ton. It's not a ton of arm. It's a lot of hip and just like speed generation and then just like stopping really fast. Um, so I don't know, but like, but then the rotation is different because when you throw with a football, like it's going to rotate, right? The spear itself yeah. is going to kind of be spiraling, but if you throw with javelin, it might a little bit, but like the way they're throwing it, it's, it might just like cruise like a paper airplane, right? That's like just kind of what like, it looks like to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've even seen like Kempson. He kind of throws it like a dart. He like kind of goes like this, like he almost, which oh. <laughs> is like, whoa. Um, so there's some work. I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't rule it out. I think it would be interesting to see. Just this, like, mm-hmm. but whatever we could like, and you just changed the one way. So um, yeah. it'd be like about picking between the two, right? Just so it's not when you get there, like trying to make the call. You know, like there needs to be like one way. Um, but it'd be worth a shot, I think. Yeah. You know, is a grit stick heavier? Um, it's probably a little heavier than what I've been using. Um, and it actually like is a spear as opposed to just like, the, like shovel hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely lighter. It's way lighter than like the Spartan spears. Yeah. 
Those are heavy. And I think that they've made them heavier. Like maybe it's just been so long that I don't remember, but it felt pretty heavy to me. They do feel heavy and they feel, I don't even like know how it could be that way. I think they do just like get like waterlogged or I don't know. Well, it's also, it's a different type of wood, I think too. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. The, someone was telling me these grit sticks are pine and then the, Sparring ones or something else. Oh, well, shout out to grit sticks. Shout out to <laughs> grit sticks for the hookup. Um, well, cool. So, I mean, like, definitely a bummer to have it played out that way. And I wish the race would have, if, if, if it started with a spear, if it was like the first obstacle, yeah. you probably could have, you probably could have still won. Yeah. I had, like, I always have something left in me. So, like, if I had the time to just, like, catch up, I probably could have, but, like, you can't like <laughs> when it's no. right there in the finish. I know. And that's what we were saying when we had, when we were going over it, we we're like, to me, I, I just really liked the way the course was laid out. That was so cool. And then it's just like the spear 50 meters from the finish. You're just like, come on, put that somewhere else. Um, and we must, we, we, so you got took away two third places. Um, your fitness is obviously there. So like you, you went out, took the race out both at both days and without necessarily even pressing the issue, just kind of naturally got into it. So overall, I mean, it's a win and you, and you came out, you're not worse for wear on your calf, which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. And we should mention that Lacey, Lacey Burgess also on torque. She was in, like you said, she was trading back and forth with Ashley Heller. Um, I think on like after the bucket was this where she kind of had a misstep. She, I actually don't know if it was on the first big descent or the second, but yeah, she was saying she just like felt some thing happen in her knee and then like literally couldn't put weight on it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I looked at it after it looked like she just, I don't know if it was like dislocated or um, her kneecap was just like not right. It was like, not stable. Yeah. That's kind of what she's saying now. Like we haven't heard much about like where she is. She's still waiting to get some imaging done. seems like range of motion is getting better, but we're hoping it's just something like a slight hyperextension. It just got real swollen. Um, hopefully it's nothing structural because she was in a good spot. It was the first race of the year. She was right in podium contention. Yeah. Um, so we would think that she would have finished either second or third with, with, with how the race kind of played out. Um, so just a bummer. So um, thinking about her, hopefully that'll, that'll come around. We're still waiting to see how that, that, that plays out. And I heard you guys had some bonding in the medical tent. I was like, well, that's less than ideal, but. but. Yeah. Watch me scream like a little baby. <laughs> when I was getting sprayed with that friggin' like, alcohol whatever on my knees <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's like the least fun thing ever it's like yeah just another race um and so big bear was next and that was another reason why when, when coming up to sunday you're like mm, i kind of yeah. want to race big bear had just gotten canceled so there's not really too much on deck what do you have next um, well, definitely Utah, but like, I don't know. Um, I, from what I hear, Montana is definitely happening. I mm. don't know if I want to do that one or not, or if I want to just like put all my efforts into Utah, like from he like 
not that it's that, I mean, I guess it's like a few months, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like Montana's pretty soon and yeah, um, it's still early in the year and I don't know, like I want my, my main focus is like the championship races. So I don't want to like overdo it early on. Um, I also at some point really want to do a savage race. So mm. like been looking at that schedule and seeing like where I could fit one in. Um, what do you think? Like there's an Illinois, right? Could you like couple it with a trip to Michigan somehow? Or like, doesn't really seem yeah. like there's anything there. There's also a Boston one. Um, there's PA. PA. Yeah. Um, mm. and Houston would probably be the easiest, but that's this weekend and I, or next weekend. I'm not sure. And I'm like trying to just like let my leg fully yeah. heal before racing again. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure yet, but like, just have my eye on that. No spear in Savage. Yes. <laughs> that is the biggest draw. And also, <laughs> like, fun obstacles. Like, I had such FOMO looking at, like, some of these videos from this past weekend. It looked so fun. Like, the mud and the, like, crazy rig. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I could get through some of those obstacles, but it'd be fun to try. <laughs> I guess that rig, uh, it was like halfway through this past one and it just completely bottlenecked all the women except, yeah. uh, except Nicole. Nicole got through it. And even like Alex Walker took her like forever. And like, it just happened like, like 10 women were there just fighting out to get, who was going to get through this to, to get to the podium. Yeah. That like, was the whole race, which is kind of cool. I mean, there's definitely some appeal there. I think you would do really well. Have, are you thinking about, I forget, are you thinking about the, OCR World Championships first Tahoe. Yeah, I I'm very undecided on it. I uh, I don't know. I'm like part of me wants to go back to Tahoe so bad to just like redemption. Yes, like I feel like I have unfinished business there, and like it's also like kind of like you know hometown race. Like I can drive up, I can you know train up there for like a week and get some altitude training in and like, I don't know. I like the idea of doing that race. Um, but I've, I've been wanting to try OCRWC since like 2019. So it's such a bummer that they're the same weekend. I have to think about it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Logistically and like lifestyle wise, it would be definitely easier for Tahoe for you. Like getting to uh, Vermont will be a whole thing. Yeah. I've also just listened to like the travel and stuff and that would be, I think actually like probably the most expensive traveling for a race, like even including Abu Dhabi. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like lodging out there and everything is so expensive. So I don't know. Yeah. Consider that too. Yeah. A lot of time, a lot of time. So maybe, maybe Montana, maybe Utah. Um, And also should mention you were selected for OCR dream team, which is super cool. That was announced over the weekend as well. Right. Yeah. It was, so I found out, um, I think like Wednesday night or Thursday, and then um, they announced it. Yeah, Friday. So it was like a lot going on. <laughs> All that one one weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, cool. I mean, that seems like an awesome opportunity. It's gonna be really cool. I mean, it's real, real select few group of people, so it, it's gonna be a really cool opportunity. So, if you haven't heard of that? Look that up. Give that a follow, um, so you can see the progress. Um, cool. All right. Well. Um, that'll kind of wrap us up 
And thanks for joining me today. Thanks for running through everything. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.